It's your boy Rabino. And this DJ Erm in the building. And you listen to the Up and Up podcast. Yeah. Wait, what are we doing? I don't know. Just listen. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What to do, what to do. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning to the Up and Up podcast on the Up and Up Network. I'm your host, Rabino. And I'm DJ Erm, man. What's up, DJ Erm? What's up, man? How you doing, bro? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm feeling blessed, man. Feeling good. Grateful. That's what's up, it's, actually, it's actually on my hoodie, yeah, bro. That's yeah. a dope hoodie. Yeah, thank you, bro. Yeah. Shout out Grateful Company, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been advertising me like crazy. I was like, shit, I'll, I'll buy some. I'll buy some. Damn. I'm good, too. We're going to get to you. Don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, man, if this is your first time tuning in, thank you and welcome. As I stated, this is the Up and Up podcast. This is the podcast where we're focused on cultivating culture. Uh, we do that by providing amazing stories of individuals, groups, right? Hustlers, mm-hmm. shakers, pioneers. Um, people who are really carving carving away for the future, yeah, future ahead, right? Yep. Um, and building up and uplifting the community. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of the community, as I like to call them, as we like to call them, the family members of the Up and Up podcast and the Up and Up platform as a whole. Salute to y'all. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Um, and thank you for everything, man. The energy, yeah. the encouragement. Always. We're gonna do something special for y'all. Yeah. Soon. We plotting, we scheming on it, right? For real. Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, if this is your first time tuning in, again, welcome to the family, man. Um. With that said, I think it's I think it's, it's it's best to just get straight to it, right? Yeah, let's do it. Um, for most guests who follow us, they know what we're about. We always want to make sure we bring a compelling, uplifting, inspiring story, um, to to our audience, right, and to our family, I should say. And today's guest, uh, I would say, is a man whose passion and persistence for storytelling, um, educating and and inspiring is truly truly helping. Um push us all in the right direction, right? Mm-hmm. And pushing the world in the direction I feel it needs to go in, right? Yeah. Um, he's definitely a true culture cultivator who's keeping everything he's doing on the up and up, right? Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. always. Um, a little bit of info about the brother. He's a founder and CEO of media and digital platform known as ExecuTalks, as well as the host of fast-growing ExecuTalks podcast yes, that sir. is within the, uh, within the platform. Um, and what they focus on mainly is providing the world with the career stories and journeys um, of today's leading and top CEOs, executives, and leaders, right? Um, and really giving the people the context they really need mm-hmm. to the people that run this world, mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, just to give some insight on the work he's been able to do thus far, some of his episodes feature leaders from companies such as Zillow, BuzzFeed, Robinhood, Cut Studio, Starbucks, it, just so much more, man. This, this guy's been working relentlessly. Um, I'm inspired by his grind. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of us in this room are. Um, and really just an overall force for inspiration, positivity, and success. Let's just get straight to it, man. Our guest is none other than the ultra-ambitious Ash Farage. Can we get a round of applause? Man? Yeah. For the brother, man. Thank you. How you doing, boss? I'm doing good. Wow, that was, I don't think anybody has introduced me better than that. So really? thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's amazing. Another thing I wanted to say, by the way, is one thing that you guys, you guys do really well that I feel like I need to improve on is you do really well of like welping, welcoming your guests mm-hmm. I feel, and making them feel comfortable, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I really appreciate that about you guys. And I really, I really need to work on that. So, hey, yeah. man. 
you know what it is, man. We we it's it's a family affair here, man. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean. So, but thank you for coming through, bro. Yeah, no, thank you, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure to have yep. have you yep. in the presence. Um, Always, man. This is long overdue. Yeah, for sure, right? Yeah, yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm sure you're familiar. You know, we always start the show with a quote of the day, right? To set the tone, get the vibe right. Um, yep. You know, Erm's the man of the quotes, obviously. Yeah, for yeah. those of you who are tuning in for the first <laughs> time, he's the one who brings the quotes. So, what you got for us, man? All right, man. Quote of the day today is, happiness is not something you postpone for the future. It's something that you design for the present. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I like that one. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I liked it too. Yeah. <laughs> it's just very present. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> know. We need that. Who, who's that quote by? Uh, Jim Rohn. He's like a businessman. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's not yeah. the other Jim Rohn. No, 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 no. That's what I thought it was at first. But, yeah, from yeah. ESPN. Okay, yeah. it's not him. He's dope too, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you want to run that back yeah, for the people who are snoozing? Man. So uh, the quote is, happiness is something, is not something you postpone for the future. It's something that you design for the present. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's real, man. You got to yeah. create happiness while we still have time to, right? Exactly. And kind of be present with it, you know? Yeah. No, I love that, bro. That's a good quote, man. Um yep. So, Ash, man, uh, obviously, you know what we do here. We love to get into people's stories and journeys and whatnot. Um, but before we do that, um, obviously, you being the head honcho of uh, ExecuTalks, um, if you can kind of explain, I touched on it in the intro, obviously, you guys really focus on providing the stories of the top leading executives. But, you know, can you kind of go a little bit deeper in terms of, like, what what's your guys' objective in terms of uh, the content you're pushing out? Yeah, that's a good question. Honestly, it's um, for young professionals like myself, you know, I was, you know, uh, like just out of college or a couple years out of college who feel like they are, you know, like they're trying to find their way. Like how many people have you talked to that are just like, I don't know what I want to do yet. I don't know what my passion is to say that it'll be okay. Mm -hmm. I feel like if I could sum it up concisely, that's, that's the objective. Mm. Yeah. It's like giving people that that assurance. Yeah, exactly. That you like, don't have to have it all figured out. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I'll use an example. Our last guest, Star, Starbucks former president, was you know he, he went to Everett Community College, mm-hmm. and didn't graduate. And you know when he was, uh, when I look at myself when he was my age, he was like f- felt even worse than I did, more more depressed than I did. You know during our conversation. Mm-hmm. But today he's the former president of Starbucks, so it's like you know put put things into perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where you start is never where you finish. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So speaking of starting, um, so what was your upbringing like? Like where'd you grow up? You know, just yeah. How, how was your early life? Uh, I don't know if it's that exciting, but I grew up in Seattle, uh, you know, Shoreline uh, area. Um, pretty typical. Uh, I was a very a rebellious kid, I would say. Mm. That just didn't really respect the teachers too much, you know. Um, now home knows I was <laughs> in high school. Um, was he was he with you on that rebellious? Uh, <laughs> he was with me at a really really crazy moment. Actually, he he, he actually literally saved me from going to jail. I don't want to go into details, but he saved me from going to jail. I say that. Oh wow! Yeah, you got a friend for life now. Yeah, for, real, for sure. Shout he he remembers. I know he remembers. <laughs> <laughs> I know he remembers. But uh, yeah, that's cool. Cool. So yeah. so um. Uh, you know, we, we all have, you know, we, we all kind of start at a certain point when we're young and we're trying to find ourselves, obviously, and even in adult life, too. But um, what were like what was kind of like the interest for you early on in life? 
you know, things that maybe you thought at the time you were banking on, like, this is my thing. This is who I want to become. This is what I want to do. Did you have stuff like that? Or were you just kind of exploring? Are we talking like, um, like what age range? Uh, like teen years, I would say. Teen years? Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. To be honest, when I look back, all I could think of was, you know, playing video games and just, you know, uh, doing silly things. Like, I, I didn't, never thought about, you know, what I was going to do in the future or whatever. But mm-hmm. at that age, to be honest with you, like, I'm just going to be completely honest. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, during that age, like, I just was, you didn't want my dad to get pissed off. wanted to play video games and fuck around with my friends, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 No, it's, it's dope to explain that, too, because it's like, <laughs> I swear if we all look back at like what we were when we were teenagers <laughs> right <laughs> Woo, man but yeah, uh, man. so so obviously you um, a little bit about your story that we do know is you you ended up attending University of Washington right mm-hmm. um, and and talk about kind of that journey through um, higher learning you know and getting in there and, and really trying to find your way how was that yeah I actually didn't have like getting into so I, I studied chemical engineering and it's, it's like a really competitive major at UW and I actually didn't have the grades for it to be honest like I was on the lower end of the curve mm-hmm. for the grades to get in um, but I built a relationship with the admissions officer or uh, the person who was a, like he, he was the only and the way I knew that is because on the first day of orientation when I got in he was like uh, he's the only person he called my name he said oh I know you but other people he didn't know any of them yet so I feel like that was key and just like meeting with him like every month over a year he was like okay this guy's we'll just let him in you know yeah so I, th- I think that was the first kind of breakthrough of like wow it's really important for people to like know who you are mm-hmm. relationship um, building yeah yeah so yeah but i still didn't do that well even in engineering <laughs> but. That's, that's another lesson just because you know people right, mean you're right. good. exactly you better exactly. know some stuff too exactly yeah. so what was like your mentality like when you first got to college like what was your first kind of impression of it uh, I think, like, you know, I'm sure Ari feels the same way and you guys feel the same way. Like, when we get into college, it, we, we want the experience. But at the end of the day, we want to hustle. We want – we're there because we're looking for opportunity. And so I was just, I was just like, man, what, honestly, honestly, just to be honest, like, when I was in college, like, how can I make a lot of money? Yeah. That's that's all yeah. I was thinking about. <laughs> because you spend the money, you beat her. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Yeah, I'm going to make yeah. this back. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but I, 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 just a quick story. I remember um, – uh, like I coordinated the career fair at one point when I was a senior and that was like also a big eye-opener for me in terms of like you know how important access is mm-hmm. um, I think you, you remember the CBA career fair at CBA yeah so I, I coordinated that fair and there was like you know 135 companies there and I had like direct access to each of their hiring managers and like oh, wow. I could just email them and even a few of them like took me out to lunch and stuff yeah. and they're like if you want a job you know you know we'll, we'll give you a job and mm-hmm. so I just I felt like um, I, I just over time I just learned more and more how important it is to just have access to people yeah, yeah. and relationship building is key man because I think that's something that you just probably naturally are good at right and you have um, that a lot of people you know they have the, they have all the skill set that they need they have the know how they have the knowledge but they don't have the the people skills you yeah. know what I mean to yeah. build relationships as, as you said um Cause but, but, I mean, yeah. sorry to cut you off. But oh, I, I, like, I, I don't. I wouldn't say that I actually. I don't know that I have it naturally because I, um, I was introverted somewhat when I was like a, like a kid, kid. Mm-hmm. But I think that's something that can be developed. To be honest, yeah. like if somebody wants to develop it, I feel like it's, e- it's well not easy, but I, I think it's developable. If that makes sense. Yeah, and sometimes all it takes is that that right connection to spark um, to spark your mind to say, oh wow, okay, this is what it's about. Yeah. You know, I don't have to like oh I don't have to be super extroverted, but I just have to be selective on who i connect with and how i'm connecting with them right right right. yeah now that's dope man and so while you were there at uw um 
part of your story is that you you were a part of a project, right? Where you had to build your own startup company in college, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. When I was a senior, we had this uh, capstone project that we turned into a business, which is crazy idea, by the way. Mm. We wanted to make make it so that a swarm of drones could put out a small to medium sized fire because mm -hmm. wildfires are a problem. They cost a lot of money, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we ended up raising, you know, almost $20,000 to go out and meet potential customers, product development, et cetera, et cetera. And I actually remember there was a specific story. I was sitting down with a potential angel investor. This was like a sushi bar. I don't forget what the name is, but it's a new village. And he was telling me, um, if he's like, I, I like you and I like the product and I like the, t I like the whole story you're telling. If you're still around a year from now, I'll cut you a check for a quarter million. And I wasn't there a year from now. Because mm, I wow. think, and that's, I think I learned too is like, people admire commitment and he maybe he just knew in the back of his head like he's not really committed to this you know like i'll say that he just threw it out yeah. there yeah it was to insane. see how yeah. real it was yeah but the reason it ended up failing was actually because there was like literally 11 co-founders and we, had, we just had too many people involved yeah and when you have that many people involved the dynamics are just too complex and, mm. and so but know. it started as a school project yeah um and then did you so like I'm trying to figure out so it's a school project but you're looking at it as like it's a real thing as well too right yeah yeah and we, we all were okay. yeah we all were doing okay. that and and we had like you know a team of chemical engineers who were working on like because when you have like a, a drone it can't really hold that much mm -hmm. weight so like yeah. how can you have like a low density chemical they can put out that can you know put out a fire and then you also we also had aerospace engineers mm -hmm. So I was like the one like raising money and you know talking to people trying to like you know story tell and, yeah. and, and put the word out there um because they all didn't want to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Valuable lessons, though, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So what were, like, your takeaways, I guess, from that whole experience? Like, getting getting you ready for the next step, I guess. Yeah. You know I mean? Be careful who you work with. Mm -hmm. um, commitment is very admirable. And, and people, like, most people can read through whether you're committed or not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think those are probably the biggest two. Um, there's some others that I, you know, I can't think of off the top of my head. But, yeah, those I think those are the bigger, the biggest ones, yeah. Yeah. Stop, man. Yeah, so um, so after college, right, um, as most people, they want to get jobs. They want to land jobs and get into the working world. Um, that transition for you, um, what was that like? Like, was it a struggle to find a job? Did you get in there quick and then you started finding your footing? Because we're, we're eventually going to get to the executox part, but this I think this is a very pivotal part in your story. Yeah, right? yeah that's actually, I just, I'm thinking about it now. Um, so, like I told, remember I, how I told you I coordinated the career fair. Mm -hmm. So there was another career fair that you know because I knew the people there, they let me in early. Yeah. And so I was just walking around talking to companies, and like I was the only one before everyone else. And I don't know if that sounds bad because I'm like cheating or anything, but um, I talked to two representatives from Siemens. I don't know if you guys heard of a company called Siemens. Mm -hmm. They're pretty big. They're public, yeah. yeah. And those two representatives I kept in touch with, and I interviewed with them two three times, and they both like after my third interview like I didn't hear back and I'm like what the hell's going on like what I thought they liked me you know mm -hmm, yeah. and I reached out to to the, to the guy on LinkedIn and he's like oh I actually left that company but I'm not with this company but I'll hire you here and that's <laughs> that's literally how it happened I didn't like I, on my first day was like oh by the way you need to do this paperwork and actually apply online wow um, relationships man yeah keeping in touch with people is important and actually the second guy that was there is the second guy I went to go work for by the way wow yeah the universe wow. Yeah. That's how it works, man. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's that's big, bro. Um, what were I guess? What was your thoughts like? Pretty much before, during, and like after your job, your first job out of college, and or like career. Was that supposed to be the end all be all? 
What do you mean? Was that like the? Were you thinking this is gonna be the long haul? I, I mean, honestly, like before, I just I was like, whoa, like they're giving me like a good salary. Like, I'm this is amazing. Like this, I just never imagined to make that much money. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like a whole lot, but yeah. um, from what I imagined, like you know, from make, not making zero, you know. But anyway, th- th- I'd say that the main uh, I really struggled because I have a technical background. You know, I did engineering. I, I just they taught me like quantum mechanics and y equals mx plus b and all this. Yeah. Stuff. But they never taught me like how to communicate or like yeah. how to how to knock doors down or whatever yeah. so my first job was actually hey we have a list of clients we're a really small company like nine million dollars a year in revenue so small we have a list of clients we need to we need to get we need you to get us some work from them yeah and i was like well i don't know how to do that and my yeah. manager's like yeah you can do it he's just very motivating and encouraging but i was like well, like i don't know what to do you know what I yeah, mean? yeah. <laughs> so i remember actually and uh and this is a pivotal moment for me a reevenized relationship actually i remember him um he recommended a book to me. By, remember this? Yeah, by, gain, by, by a guy named Stu Hynek. And at the same time, I was, I was browsing Barnes & Noble, and I, I recognized the book, and I recognized it. Arif told me about it. And I picked it up, and I started reading it, and I got so fascinated. It's called How to Get a Meeting with Anyone. Okay. That's, that's yeah. what the book is called. Yeah, I've heard of that. So it was, it, like, it was like, it read, it, it spoke to me, and like that's what I needed to do. And so I started using the strategies in the book and started landing meetings and people were like, oh man, how are you landing these meetings? And so that was like the breakthrough moment that like I can learn anything, mm. I feel. And uh, and also it's important to have friends that, you know, like Areev that, um, that helps. All, all it takes is that one good book sometimes. It's crazy when you think about it. All it takes is that one good book to spark something in you. Yeah, and I, and I enjoyed it so much. I reached out to the author. He didn't get back to me. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the tactics he taught in his book. Yeah. And so I like made a video on like where he used to live, and you know, anyway, it was, was kind of crazy. But um, he got back to me because I kind of was, was persistent and used his tactics. So he's yeah. like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, yeah you know what's crazy? Um, <laughs> what I'm getting from from your story, bro, and the reason I'm inspired by it too is because, like, I, I have conversations with people, even young uh, young people who are still in college or on the job hunt. You know what I mean? And they're like, "Man, I'm hire- I'm applying. I'm applying. I'm applying. Nobody's hitting me back. Nobody's hitting me back." I'm applying, but like, are they actually trying to reach out and communicate and make relationships? Like talk a little bit about that. Like, like what are some tips for people on how they can actually land these jobs and not just rely on an application submission, but more so going and making relationships? Yeah, that's a good question. Sorry. That's a good question. Um, I would say like, in my, this is my opinion. I could be mm-hmm. wrong, but yeah. my, my opinion is that uh, online applications just don't work. Like yeah. I've, I remember submitting applications for internships all the time. Mm-hmm. They just didn't work. Even my internship I got without even applying online. So it's like, because there's, it's, you're, you're just caught up in the system. Like there's like a thousand resumes and like yeah. nobody's going to really actually sift through that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and at the end of the day, it's about people. Like somebody's going to decide that they, they, you have value or that you're going to add value to their team. But if you can't even get a chance to communicate to that that to them, yeah. if the door's not even open, like how are you even gonna have a chance? Yeah. Um, so I would say it's you know uh, like making a list of companies you want to work for, and then just um, literally everything is online today. Yeah. So like you know you can lose, use LinkedIn and Twitter and like just a Google search. Yeah. Like if I wanted to work at, you know like the Up and Up, I would look up the Up and Up. I would know that you guys are the founders. Maybe I'd le- or I'd read a little bit about your story. Yeah. And I'd craft an email that. That that speaks to you. Yeah. That shows that I, I'm not just like saying, "Hey, I want a job," but yeah. I'm saying, "Hey, Robbie, and I've heard a couple of your podcasts. By the way, and this specificity is important. Yeah. Yeah. It's very important. Personalize like, it. Right, right. Like, hey, you know, I read, I listened to your this episode, specific episode, yeah. and I think you know, maybe even suggest on how to get better. Yeah, I think maybe that that, yeah. that could. But mm-hmm. 
but yeah, that, that's I'd say that's the message. Specificity is important, and doing doing your research, and most people just don't do that. You know. What I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So <laughs> it's it's not even, it's not really like it a secret. Work. It's real work. Yeah, it's yeah. real work. No, you're right, man. Because uh, now that I think about it, I'm like, damn, there'll be times where, like, I come off as like, oh, I'm just trying to get a job. But I'm like, dang, if you really just do some research and let them know something about the company, it's like, they're like, okay, this guy gave effort more than anything. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, and, that's and, and another thing is, like, you also got to be cre- creative with the with the methods, too. So, like, if, if, you're, if you're emailing and it doesn't work, well, maybe you got to yeah. try something else. And I know Arie knows about this, too, but try direct mail mm-hmm. or you know try going in, i don't know maybe going to person is too much but there's other you know try other ways is what i'm mm-hmm. trying to say just yeah. try yeah like really try though yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. now that's good man yeah. so so let's um let's talk about this man so you and i know your story a little bit more because you know we know each other personally and i you know i actually do my research too sometimes oh, to you know on certain people <laughs> <laughs> nah but real talk man like you had a moment where you were really excelling um for the companies you were working for mm-hmm. um oh, yeah yeah and and you decided to kind of take a 180 right and something kind of made you like lean into this new idea of executalks and creating this company and creating this this brand um and you left the you left that job security for that so like what urged you to do that like yeah no, that's that's a great question um I'm just trying to think about how I felt at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, I had those thoughts for a while, maybe like, you know, 30, 60, well, actually it was maybe months. I've had, I've had, I had those thoughts, but I'm like, how could I? Like, you know, it's, I had a great relationship with everybody in the company and mm-hmm. um, like, I just, there's no reason for me to leave. So the same, I was like, I can't do this. This is stupid if I do this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what urged me to do it was I kept thinking about, you know, like um, if, if I were to fast forward my life, like close my eyes, if I were to fast forward my life 20 years from now, like which path would lead me to, you know, look back and say, Oh, I wish I would have done that. Not wouldn't have. Like if I do something and I, you know, I mess up, um, that's okay. I feel like it's not too bad, but if I do something and it doesn't work, at least I tried. I I feel so that I just kept thinking about that and thinking about that. And it just like, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. I was like, when am I going to do this? Yeah. You know? And, uh, I just I just did it and I remember I even like wrote like a long heartfelt letter to my manager and I handed it to him and he was like that's not your resignation letter is it and he started laughing I'm like oh shit like it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah, how did you know <laughs> yeah and then he was like he and then I didn't laugh and he like his face turned like you know what I'm saying oh my god he was like, bro, yeah. oh wait a minute so this is not a joke you know what I mean wow he's like can I open it now I'm like oh. I'm like alright go ahead and open it so he opens it and he starts reading and he's like Oh, anyways, but uh, yeah, so yeah, um, yeah. No, that's a big. That's a and big, I actually, that's a big actually, step. I actually stayed like an extra month and a half because he said if you could stay an extra month, and a half, so I, you know, yeah. I did what I could. To, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the trans. Yeah. You got to transition. How you transition yeah. for sure. So what was like that? I guess that first day, first week, like when you're just like out of a job, or like you know you left your job and then you're like trying to go into something else. Like, what's that feeling like? Yeah, it wasn't bad because we actually had a lot of like we had a lot a lot going on. We had interviews lined up like mm-hmm. with like the first couple ones that I remember like White Pages and Parity. So they're like already big tech companies that were so like I felt excited. Like I wasn't like scared. I didn't have fear at all. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but I had the fear before. I quit. Yeah, yeah. But after I it, I went through I'm like okay I don't have the fear anymore yeah. and mm-hmm. I just started working. Um, was that answer your question? Or was yeah, it? Pretty, no, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. that's uh, it's, it's, you enjoyed it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no fear when you enjoy what you do, right? Exactly. Yeah. Even if, yeah. even if it's a lofty goal, regardless, it's about how you feel while you're doing it, right? Yeah, yeah. And I always think, I mean, this is not to be like uh, depressing, but there's a lot of people right now like that are not, I don't have food or clean water, and I'm just like, 
I'm over here like stressing about you know I have food and clean water and shelter like yeah, that's, yeah. All, that's all I need you know yeah, what I mean facts. so I'd be grateful, man. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, that's real, man. So, so I, I'm excited to talk, to get into that part of your story because there's a lot of people who, similar to you, they're sleeping on their on their ideas, right? Um, not to say that they don't believe in them, but they just they're just harboring them, you know. And um, sometimes it just takes starting it, right? Like I remember we had a conversation at one point when we did our one of our workshops, the World Is Yours workshops, and um, the excitement, the enthusiasm you ha- you had speaking about this concept of building your own thing um it's like infectious you know what i mean and, and, and so like what i what i noticed is a lot of people sometimes think it's, it's supposed to like start off great out the gate um but talk about some of those early struggles to kind of find your footing so that but that something that kind of like you had to go through and you knew it was coming but you didn't know you know what i mean when you're first starting out uh, so you mean like what are some struggles I had that, yeah, that early, I didn't anticipate? Is yeah, it? early on with Execute Talks, you know, like to get it, get it, get it settled, I guess. Yeah, um, the dynamics of having starting something with a good friend of yours. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it's so hard to separate like work from from your from your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's that was really hard. Um, also, a lot of people, you know, just said no. Like, I remember one time I, I, this, I did something crazy. I, I like, literally bought a painting because I really wanted a Dairy Gold CEO to mm-hmm. come on our show. Mm-hmm. And he, they're headquartered in Soto. So I bought, like, a $60 painting of, like, him and his brother because his brother was a speaker of the house. And, you know, Paul Ryan was his brother. Oh, okay. And so I painted a picture of them. It's kind of, my life's not kind of creepy. And it said, like, <laughs> it said, like, Rotary Gardens, which is, like, a garden that's next to their home. It sounds really creepy. Yeah. Where they grew up. That's research. Anyway, yes. <laughs> yeah, that, so that can, that can backbite. But so I, I dropped it off at their office. And, uh, you know, oh, yeah, let's we'll get back to you. And I kept calling the assistant, like, every other day. And she just wouldn't answer me. And I'd left, like, three or four voicemails. And finally, the VP of legal counsel calls me. And he's like, um, hey, like, I'm, hey, uh, he's like laughing on the phone. Like, he thinks I'm a joker. This is really funny. He's like, yeah, I'm, we're just, we're just not interested. I'm so like, I just, I appreciate your enthusiasm, but I'm just, we're just, I'm just not interested. Like, we just, we just can't do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's no worries. Like, but he's just like, he literally, I'm just like, I don't know if this guy's serious or not, but he was just laughing the whole time. Like, yeah. as he's talking to me. Yeah. And he's like, you know what, man, I'd love to have coffee with you sometime. Oh, wow. Just, yeah. And I was like, man, that's the worst that can happen. Yeah. The worst that can happen is a VP of legal counsel calls you and tells you no and like maybe laughs about it. I was like, yeah. so anyway, but those are the, some of the struggles I went through. Man, bro. But that persistence you had early on in life and things that you were doing, yeah, it yeah. translates to anything you want to do, right? Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's very true. Yeah, persistence is important. I don't think we're I don't, but think, we're, I don't think we're working hard enough for interviews, bro. But <laughs> yeah, bro. But, 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 all, but, but 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 also pleasant persistence, right? Oh no, yeah, right. For uh, sure. You know, instead of maybe every other day, I could have done every week or something. Or I could have messaged it better. You know, there's always ways to get better. But yeah, yeah, I'm saying that the worst case is not that bad, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know. And yeah. Once, no. Once I got that out of the way, it's like the fear's gone. Cause there's yeah. No, yeah. No, for sure, man. And so, um, but but getting getting to obviously building kind of the the mission and what you guys are actually aiming to do, right? Like you said, you you're taking these very very successful, probably some of the most successful people in the world, if we can say that, right? Um, and you're getting them to meet with you, and you're having one on ones, and you're having great conversations and dialogue. But I do remember you're also finding ways to bridge the gap because you did have certain segments where you would have um, aspiring, uh, you know, professionals, young professionals who are looking to work at certain companies and you'll pair them with the head of the company, like the CEO. Um, talk a little bit about that. Like, where does that come from? Yeah, the, honestly, that came from 
you know, I thought, man, what would I want? What would I have wanted when I was a young professional? And so I just I started this concept, and mm-hmm. it was really great. Like the segment was really great, and it worked out for some people. Like yeah. I, I remember specifically, um, you know, the, the last one I think was was Marnie who was on our team, but she got paired with like a, they were both like females and like in the same space and marketing, and they, I mean I think that really helped her. Yeah. But but for others, sometimes like they're just so busy, and it's like hard to like you know the value is maybe just in the interaction but it it was just really hard to to figure out how you know they can actually help without spending a whole bunch of time because their time is tied up and stuff but yeah and and so but um but i feel like that that interaction kind of helped boost their inspiration a little bit yeah and and that's so i did that for a little bit and then you know we had like a big team and then that kind of look kind of fell apart a little bit and anyways the long story short um we like i'm always trying to find ways to like bridge that gap and it's it's not it's very challenging yeah it's not easy but you, not easy. but the attempt the, but the attempt is important man yeah. you know like you're having <laughs> you know a billionaire ceo of a company talk to like a young kid who's like yeah. I'm, I, I want to work for you, for your company. Yeah, Give yeah. me some advice. Like yeah. they'll never get access to that guy. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. You're providing that for them. So that's, that's a life changing experience for some people. You know what yeah. I mean? That's wow. big. Yeah. So, um, how have, how would you say you've grown as an interviewer from like your first show to like your most oh, like mm, recent show? That's a good question. You know? The growth, the evolution. The growth. Yeah. The evolution of the <laughs> I just got to say, man, it feels so good to be in your seat, but if uh, I just, now I know like how it feels to be like in the seat, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, <laughs> so now I know like why sometimes people say no, it's because it takes, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, but, but. I would say in the beginning, I just had no clue, man. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, one of our first interviews with, was with Redfin CEO. We had, like, literally, we had a phone. Like, we didn't even have mics. We just had a phone, and the cameras were, like, blurry. It was so oh, bad. Like, yeah, yeah it, was, it was terrible. Um, and, uh, you know, just, just to, the, I've, I've, I've I started reading books on, like, there's this book called Power Questions. There's a book called uh, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. I started reading books on, like, communication and negotiation and questions and mm-hmm. Uh, just little things like that you wouldn't never have thought of like for example if i ask you um would you be open to have having coffee for 15 minutes is different than asking you would you be opposed to having 15 minutes coffee 15 minutes Mm. because people want to say no they want to feel like they're in control Mm. just like little things like that it really actually helps wow Um, communication tactics um i've I've learned over the years yeah wow even when you just said that right now i was like damn that's a a good way to put it yeah (laughs) and and never never underestimate the human being's desire to want to correct you yeah. So if you you want to say something that makes them say, oh no 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 actually let me correct you you know what I mean so like if you want to know where somebody lived you don't ask them where do you live uh, you live in Shoreline don't you oh no no no, no I live in Bellevue mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah yeah look, uh, look at you. I mean there's a lot oh, mastermind over here no 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 <laughs> <laughs> no that's real though but uh, or the other thing that's is real. I can give you one more last one because I love this stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah but uh, what's called something called emotional anchoring mm-hmm. so like you you paint so, you say something before you say something. To like make it sound like it's worse than it actually is. So like, mm. you're gonna hate me for this, but I'm running a little bit late. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I don't hate you for that. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. But that's important, man. In a world where people um, aren't really communicating with each other, yeah. they're just typing to each other now. You know, mm-hmm. um, they're in the comments and all that. You know, um, it's important to like really like you're studying how to have human to human interaction. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. that is such a skill that's like being lost. It's like a lost art now. So to, to, to still be passionate about that, um, it could throw some people off because, you know, nowadays people aren't used to that. 
thing. Yeah, yeah. Interaction but 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 you remember how in the beginning you said like it's kind of a natural thing. I mean, I guess you know, it has some of it is natural, but I think that's what I'm saying. Most of it is like learn. Like I, yeah. I actually like study these things, and mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sure other people do too. And you know that's so anyway. No, that's real. But, but yeah, no, that's real. Um, and so getting back to kind of what what I wanted to touch on. So you you had your you obviously on your show, you you're sitting down with you know you know multimillionaires billionaire ceos uh, heads of some of the largest companies in the world um is there like a common thing you can say you've noticed between them all from having all these interviews yeah that's a good question i would say um they all have excellent communication skills Mm. um they all I want to say seem, but they they're, they they all come off as really transparent and honest. Yeah. Um, what else? They 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 love what they do. I don't think I've met somebody yet that does not love what they do. That's mm. really successful. Mm. Uh, but maybe they are. I'm not saying they aren't. But, yeah. but but from what I've seen, I don't think I've seen that. Like they're all just like when you talk about the topic, like their expertise, they mm-hmm. they'll talk to you about it for hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they love it so much. Yeah. That's real. Um, so I, I see those are the three things. Yeah. That's for real. And it's crazy because you don't need a lot of money to love what you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's important to just love what you do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. No matter what status you have, just love what you do. Yeah. yeah. And if you love what you do, I feel like it's like if you're not, you know, chasing the money and you love what you do, then like eventually it'll come because yeah. it takes time to get there, but you're already loving what you're doing. So it's like, you're not like, oh my God, I can't, I just can't wait to get out of this job five years from now. Mm-hmm. And you're stressing out about that. You're just like, I'm, I'm enjoying it right now. And mm-hmm. when it comes, it comes. Yeah. 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 No, definitely, so, man. So, uh, obviously you read a lot of books, right? And, uh, I know you got an ebook out there. Yeah. Yeah. So oh yeah. Talk yeah. about that. Yeah, so again, back to uh, you know Ravi's point of saying that you know you're trying to how, how do you um, you know bridge the gap, mm-hmm. and I feel like one thing that I just kind of was hearing on social media is like you know that ha- people are having a hard time you know getting their foot in the door, getting a job. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, well, what if I I'll just like write my five steps of like if 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 I were to go back and I wanted to land my you know dream job, knowing what I know now, mm-hmm. these are the things that I would do. Um, I should know the five steps. So the first step is to uh, craft your story. Mm-hmm which is you really got to think deeply about you know what what, what you're going to say yeah right because no usually in interviews people talk in general terms like if somebody asks tell me a time when they'll just speak so generally and they won't give specificity and they won't feel their passion and yeah um you know a lot of times i ask people i ask if i guess i answer you know the guests that i interview i ask them you know if 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 i if what, what's something that you look for when you hire people mm-hmm. and passion is like a, a big one that i hear very often mm-hmm. so you have to show passion and telling your story and that shows passion mm-hmm. uh do you remember the second step Lexi? <laughs> oh fuck, <I> <laughs> uh the second step uh let's see craft your story um fuck, i should have looked at it uh come on Lexi, help me out man Come on, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like a brief you know summary. It's, it's all good. Okay, fuck it. You can just take it. It's a, all good. That's the preview. Take, you we got the preview. Like, yeah, you don't want to give it too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we I got just, the preview. I, there's, man, I thought it, cause I, 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 it took me like three months to write this book. Yeah. And then I just like, I looked at it a few times. And then I forget that it's, you know, I just look. But um, craft your story and then build a hit list um, of companies that you want to you know go after so yeah. let's say i wanted to go you know white pages you know i don't know just this list of like five to seven companies yeah and then a list of like key decision like so if you wanted to go to market in marketing then it would be like 
the CMO of each one or the yeah. vice president of marketing of each mm-hmm. of each company. They're con- it's it's kind of crazy, but you can kind of find their contact information online a lot of times. Yeah. And if you, if you don't find it, you can actually guess it. So, you know, I would guess um, first name dot last name at their domain, and I'm sure you you, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, first name or first name at domain, or f- you know, there's different combinations. Yeah. You could just try all those combinations, see yeah. what works. Um, so building a hit list, figuring out figuring out how to. Uh, uh, get their contact information doing research on them and then what I call creating I don't know what I call this but creating executive messages which is like the personalized messages that I'm talking yeah. about like how do you create those messages yeah. um, and, and then and then you send those messages and if it doesn't work email doesn't work well I have I literally built like a process flow chart mm-hmm. like do this if this doesn't work then do this yeah, yeah. if that if that works do this like yeah. literally a flow, flow chart that I'm happy to share with you guys but mm-hmm that and then um and then once you land it well then you tell your story and you know you you, you communicate what you were have been working on mm-hmm. and and if you don't get it well then whatever you go move on to the next one yeah so that's yeah. it's kind of like a process of like how i would do it and uh, and lexi has read and he told me it's helpful mm-hmm. a lot of people that have only like five or six people to be honest have read it mm-hmm. that have talked to me about it so they said that was really helpful um so yeah, yeah. it's a form yeah. of it's a form of paying it forward too you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. That's, that's the most a lot important of people, part. You know, a lot of people in your position, sometimes people wait till they're like, they deem themselves to be super successful to pay it forward. Yeah. But, you know, as you're building, it's like, whatever you know, just pay it back. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you don't yeah. have to know it all, but what you do know, what you have experienced, yo, man, you, you have experiences. We all have experiences. We can pay it forward, right? Right, right, yeah. No, that's real, bro. That's dope, man. So, uh, then you have a partnership, right? With a real estate tech company. Oh yeah, yeah. So this is brand new. Um, the home buying process today is um, takes a lot of time. So what you, the first step is, and Arif can correct me if I'm wrong. The first step is getting pre-approval and finding an agent. Right, mm-hmm. that's the first step in buying a home. The second step is searching for a home and scheduling around the agent's time. Mm-hmm. Right. The third step is you make an offer. If, if it goes through, awesome, and then you, then you pay your closing costs. And if you not, if not, you have to repeat the process. But that process is actually lengthy. Mm-hmm. So what NextMe is doing is we we have this platform where you can literally, if you're just hanging out, you can click a button and say tour now. Like you want to tour a home now. You click tour now, and it'll send a signal to agents on our platform. And we're just giving them leads. So we already have like a we have like a wait list of agents right now. Oh wow! So we we. They like if I you know if you're an agent and you get a buzz like oh somebody wants to tour a home right next to you, mm-hmm. then you can go show th- they get a tour within 20 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes oh, wow. instead of having to schedule around an agent's time, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then we also do our model works so like usually as a seller when you sell you have to pay six percent. Am I right? About six percent. And with NextMe you're only paying 4.5 percent mm-hmm. because we're taking out some costs. So you, you know a percent and a half is for the listing fee and three percent is for the broker. So that's four and a half percent instead of the normal six percent yeah so it's great we we raised like over half a million dollars we're looking to raise more money um, and they brought me on to kind of just you know help tell the story and evangelize the technology and um, still really really early stage Uh, over I think we've got 25,000 downloads we're in Boston Seattle yeah um, yeah. So yeah. No, and I, I foresee it, man. I foresee it, man. Um, what what you guys are building with Executalks is is um, 
it's it's amazing and I, I foresee a very, very bright future for it, man. Like appreciate that. I, for real. You know? Mm-hmm. It's it's a space in which is, is very necessary and these stories are super important that you're getting out there, man. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, do you I, know that? Do you know how important it is? Like do people tell you? Like do you get <laughs> do you know that? Like, do you get feedback? <laughs> you tell me that was <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's like you're the only one who told me. No, 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 I do, I do. And and honestly the the um you know, I recently also started hosting a podcast for a tech company called Pantheon. And the way that happened was, um, you know, Christy, who's the chief marketing officer, said, hey, I, I really like your st- I really like your storytelling, your style. Like, I like what you guys are doing. It's really mm-hmm. important. You know, by the way, we want to tell our customer stories. Do you think you could tell our customer stories and mm-hmm. get paid for it? And I'm like, uh, I've never done it before, but okay. And for, this might sound really dumb to you guys, but I was like, I'll do it for free. <laughs> and she's hey, like, man. yeah, yeah. She's like, no, no, no. What do you mean free? We have a budget. Just tell me how much, you know, how, tell, just give me a quote or whatever and we'll run it through. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't like, I was like, okay, well, shoot. What, what do, how do I quote it? And she's like, just take whatever, like your last hourly rate is triple that. And like, so she was like trying to, trying to get me to say like we'll give you a lot of money for it. and even then i just quoted them like probably not that high like way lower than i should have yeah but mm. i don't know for me it's just all about the like long term i just want to make sure that the, you know the first thing that i do or like if if if, if it's the first thing i want to make sure that hey like i'm actually adding value so that they come back to me that i can raise you know the yeah. price but yeah but that um so yeah i mean i do people do tell me that but yeah not as well, much as you. i just say that because it's important man to as you're as we're all building man this doesn't just go for us here in this room but just in general anybody listening like as you're building man you never know who's watching right you never know who's paying attention to what you do so even like the smallest little compliment or even the smallest acknowledgement of what you're doing um you should feed off that you know yeah i actually have another this is a crazy story like yeah you got a lot of crazy stories go ahead oh man we're here for the story you know what i'm here for the crazy stories last crazy story (laughs) (laughs) uh, is is this the one What's that? No, I mean this is real, this is recent. That's why okay. you guys oh, okay. you guys are gonna be mind blown. There's by another way. story I want exclusive. you to tell. Too. Okay, okay. <laughs> so uh, uh, <laughs> I told you guys about a documentary I'm working on. So this is like started conceptualizing in the summer, and I started reaching out to people. Initially, I nobody like it was hard to get people to like be involved. Mm-hmm. And then I reached out to Senator Carlisle, who's a senator here, and he's the one who like started the uh, archi- he architected all the bills, the Climate Commitment Act. Like he's the one who like the lead sponsor. Yeah. And when I reached out to him. He, I found this out later, but he forwarded the email to his son. Yeah, and his son is in college right now in Boston. His son said, "Oh yeah, I actually listened to that podcast, and um, I actually started. He started a podcast like really recently. He's like, I got a lot of inspiration from it to start my own podcast. Wow." And he told his dad, like, yeah, yeah. And so he invited me to his house to do it. Like, and I was like, in the beginning, I was like, why is he inviting me? This is real strange. And then when he told me, I was like, oh, sh- this is crazy. So mm-hmm. you, you never know who's listening. Yeah. You never know who's listening. You never know who's paying attention. Yeah, That's then, crazy, though. Yeah, and then I connected. Uh, he told me about it. And I, was, I got his son's number. And we connected over Zoom. And he's like, oh. This. So anyway, it's just you never know. Exactly. You, you never know who you're li- who's listening. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's really crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, that's real. We got stories, too. Everybody got stories like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we always say that. That's yeah. why it's like, it's crazy, too, to hear that. Because we're just like, man, it, it, it it happens everywhere, you know. Right, what I'm right. Saying? Yeah. So, yeah. but you gotta be pre- you gotta pay attention to it too. Do you, do you remember that one story you told me too? Well, we don't gotta go into super detail, but it, it speaks to kind of your persistence, bro. Like I'm really, oh, yeah, I yeah. Lo- what I love about you is story? your. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, you're you're somewhat. I wouldn't say you're good friends, but you know Steve Ballmer just a little bit, right? Oh yeah, yeah, just a yeah. little bit. I'll tell a story. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's about your persistence, though. I, I admire that. But yeah, go ahead. So talk about your Steve Ballmer story. Yeah. So, <laughs> t- uh, October of 2019, there was a Geekwire event. Uh, Geekwire hosts a conference every year, mm-hmm. 
and at this event, C Bomber was there. There's Expedia. There's a lot of big people there. Who, you know, they speak, and uh, it's, it costs like a thousand bucks just to get in, by the way. Oh wow! Um, but anyway, so uh, we we just hung out in the group, what's called the green room, mm-hmm. and the green room is where the only the speakers are supposed to hang out to oh, like wow. get their coffee and snacks before they go speak. So we were hanging out there. I actually got to meet Doug Baldwin and talk to him and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, Dope. but um, but Steve Ballmer, like you know, he, he didn't go in there. You know, so he he went to speak, and then I'm like, oh shit, he didn't go in there. Like we gotta find a way. And uh, my you know my friend my friend was telling me that um, he really wanted to do the interview, and I was like, I really want to do the interview. He's like, all right, all right, all right, we'll, you know, we'll get you on there. So just set up the camera, make sure everything's ready. I'll I'll fish him in for you, and then you, you yeah, know, you you eat the bait. Strategy. <laughs> so I told his assistant, um, I I saw him walking. I said, hey, I was wearing a suit. And I said, after, literally just very simple, after Steve's speech, he's supposed to go to the green room. That's it. That's all I said. And and she's like, oh, okay, yeah, no problem, okay. So as he's walking out, he starts to get swarmed. I'm telling you, there's like tens of people like trying to talk to him. I'm like, shit, I'm like, we're losing him because he's walking towards the elevator. (laughs) Right? And then I just grab his assistant because she gets kind of like, she kind of like backs away because there's so many people swarming Mm -hmm, mm him. And I'm like, Lisa, we're supposed to go this way. Yeah. That's all I said. (laughs) You're That's running all the I show, said. bro. Yeah, and she doesn't. But she thought I. Would, I think she thought I worked for like. Equal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, smart, That's smart. So funny. And she's like, "Hey, hey, Steve, it's this way." So she grabs him, and we go in the green room. He walks into the green room, and then they look so confused. They walk in. There. <laughs> Steve's like, "Bro, he's like, he looks so like yeah, pissed off, you yeah. know." I'm like, "What is that pissed off?" <laughs> and then Lisa, Lisa doesn't know what's going on. She's like, uh, "Yeah, we're." Uh, and I explained. I'm like, "We're just going to do a quick interview." She's like, "Yeah, Steve, we're going to do this quick interview." And he's just like, "Not having." He's like, "I gotta go." I'm like, "No, Steve, we gotta do this 30 seconds quick, and we're gonna we're gonna ask you some awesome questions. Like, what's your you know what's your childhood nickname? It's gonna be great. It's gonna be awesome." Yeah. It's like he's literally like trying to go. He's like trying to leave, and I pitch, I say the same thing again. I say the same thing again, again three three times. Like, all right, let's go. Let's just do it. Hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry up! And then so we do it, and. Uh, <laughs> And this guy, and well, this, we can we can end it there too. No, no, I'll t- I don't give a damn. <laughs> and so, uh, my friend said, uh, he's at the end of it. He said, "Go Lakers." He literally looks at the camera. He says, "Go Lakers." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and um, he lost it. I bet. Yeah, and he he actually shoved him really hard. <laughs> he shoved him really really hard, and then he walks out. He's like, "Jesus, I'm out of here!" And he his phone, my phone is in his pocket because it's recording. Oh, and so wow. he, I actually hear the rest of it after, but he walks out, storms out with his assistant. And like, you know, he's saying like, he's all pissed off in the recording because I hear it later. But, and, and then I was like, hey man, can I get my phone? I'm in the elevator with him. And I didn't say anything. I'm just, like, I'm just in the elevator. And he's like, he's looking at me like, why is this guy in the elevator following me? Yeah. He doesn't know he has my phone and the mic is yeah. still here. And then like when he walks out the elevator, I'm like walking behind him. And he's just like looking back. I didn't tell him he has my phone yet. I just, yeah. I'm just like, I just want him to ask like, you know. So he's like, are you following us? <laughs> Like, are you following us? I'm like, no, hey, I'm so sorry. You have my phone. You know, I didn't want it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You got my phone, Steve. <laughs> right, right. He's like, oh, and then Lisa started apologizing. And so I'm like, all right, let me get a picture at least. And, you know, he's yeah. got a picture and got out of there. And I don't know what happened. Within five minutes, they found both of our emails and just sent us like, hey, please do not post this reaction. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I was like, sure. how the heck did he find my email? Like five <laughs> minutes. It, yeah. was, it was crazy. Yo, man, but, I, I just love that story because it just speaks to your, your tenacity, bro. You know what I mean? To just to get what you need and um and not be afraid to try. I don't Even think, in those situations. I don't think I don't think I don't think Bro. he likes me anymore. I don't think if yeah. he saw me he'd probably turn the other way. <laughs> but 
Hey, Steve, but, uh, if you're watching this, man, Ash is a changed man. He's yeah, super, but I changed. I changed. <laughs> <laughs> he's ready for you whenever you want to do an interview, man. Nah, but that that's oh, a dope man. story, man. I, I just love that's that's an amazing story. Just you know, try to yeah. get. Don't be afraid to step out there and go after what you want, man. I appreciate so, that. So um, I also I also wanted to ask you, bro, because um, you brought up like storytelling and stuff. So what's your like a opinion of a good like story structure? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, if I can put it briefly, it'd be like a hook. Because uh, I, I think about it like when I read, I'm actually like talking to myself. Yeah. Do you guys do that too? Yeah. Like yeah. when you, when you yeah, read, yeah, you're talking sure. to yourself. Sure. So it's actually like voices that you're hearing. Mm-hmm. And um, so anyway, I would say the first thing is like a hook. Uh, it's like a sentence that hooks people in like, you know, yesterday I almost died. Or, you know, no, maybe not that dramatic, but yeah. yesterday I almost got in a car accident. Or yesterday I saw a fire when mm-hmm. I was driving. Like that hooks somebody in because yeah. it's about survival. It's about yeah. something crazy, you know. Uh, and then the next thing is uh, there has to be some kind of character that faces some kind of struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if, if it resonates with that person, like if that person can empathize with your story, mm-hmm. like they, they, they can put themselves as your character, as yeah. you, that's even better because they, they're, they're, it's what's called nar- narrative transportation. So they'll actually, their brain will go towards what you're saying, like as yeah. if they're living the moment, you yeah. know? Yeah. So a character that faces a struggle and then a moment that led to a resolution. So what where was the moment that led to that resolution? Mm. And then the punchline. There has to be a punchline to everything, which is kind of like what you're selling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. your punchline could be, um, so that's why you should buy the up in a pats or you know what I mean. So, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't got no hats available. Yeah, right you now, should though buy them when yeah. when they come out. Or go to upinaplug.com yeah. and get some merch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I like that. Thanks for the shameless yeah. plug, bro. Um, now, uh, we obviously uh, before we get you, get you out of here, obviously um, you're not alone in this, right? You you have a team and you have people around you on your team. Um, you actually got your, your good friend here, uh, business partner um, Alexi. Alexi. Uh, let's bring Alexi up here, man, and kind of get get you a chance to. Do you want to come up here? And show yeah, of course you do. Come on, man. And how did you how did you meet Alexi? You go ahead to tell tell I us how you to say it. Actually, actually don't, don't well actually I can say it. <laughs> Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Yeah, you, uh, just, you can talk into the mic. Yeah. So uh, Ash uh, posted a link, or he posted it on LinkedIn for uh, an intern, actually multiple intern positions. Okay. And um, I hit him up because I recently had lost my job and I was bored. And I'm like, hey, uh, I'll help you out. And uh, we started talking, and uh, yeah, it was multiple uh, multiple months of trying to figure out what exactly the team structure would be, and mm. then eventually uh, one thing led to another, and I just ended up producing the podcast. Yeah, and and talk about that uh, in terms of like someone reaching out to you and saying, hey, this is what I got going on, and what was it about Executalks that kind of made you say, yo, okay, I know I can do the job, but why would why would I want to do it with this guy and this concept and what they're pushing? Like, what was it about Executalks for you? Uh, it was a weird time in my life, just uh, getting laid off. And then mm-hmm. uh, hearing Ash's podcast, just speaking with people who were su- uh, successful mm-hmm. and just doing my daily routine, it, it was pretty inspiring. So yeah. I kept telling him, like, hey, like you're doing a good thing here. I enjoy listening to the podcast, yeah. and from there it just kind of blossomed. Mm. Yeah, that's dope. Um, so what's what's like your process in like producing the show? Like something you do for like you know, making sure that Ash uh, properly speaks into the microphone, <laughs> which you guys called me out on as I sat down. Yeah. So uh, just making sure that he's doing the right things, and uh, once we get everything all in order, just. Uh, cutting it mixing it making yeah. sure that it sounds good yeah. yeah 
that, and I'm so glad. I'm actually so glad you're sitting down here because as content creators, which all of us in this room are, mm-hmm. um, but there's some people who only consume what's put being put out and they only see the final product. Um, I can speak. I know you know. Um, but what what are some tips for like up and coming aspiring content creators to really understand when they're about to jump into this lane of building content and putting it out consistently, obviously, but that's the key is consistency just do it mm. and don't listen to what other people are telling you like it's a waste of time or anything like that mm. just keep going mm. and it's 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 a journey so you're not going to get it right away you're not going to get it on day one it's mm-hmm. going to be two three years from now mm. because no one starts super professional yeah like everybody's uh everybody's got to have that journey to the point where they're going to be at in the future mm. yeah yeah Ash, what are some things he taught you, bro? Take the oh mic back, man. Yeah, he, uh... <laughs> Ash over here like, man, he's trying to take a break? What's up? <laughs> no, no, to be honest, I think he's given me a lot more than I've given him. And But, like, I remember, like, just, like, we'd have sleepless nights. He has, like, a studio in his, in his home. Yeah. And, um, you know, he could be producing with his friend, music with his friend. He could be doing other things, but he decided to do it with me and, you know, help me out. And, you know, obviously, we, we didn't have a budget. At the, we don't have, still don't have a budget, but... You know, he was doing this because he loved it and, you know, he mm-hmm. believed in us. Mm-hmm. So um, I just remember, like, the sleepless nights of, like, just uh, just like he was giving me tips on not only, like, you know, like what he's saying about speech and everything, but about literally every little detail of audio production. Yeah. You know, like, um, <laughs> now you're going to be mad at me because I forgot some of them. But, um, you know, like, the, the, the gain here or, like, you know, the compression when you compress things. And, yeah. you know, like, you guys are probably think I'm stupid thinking about this, but talking about this but 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 you know like he taught me a lot about um that and about also like how to mix i think was important so like you know how do you mix music with the audio Mm -hmm. Uh, how do you make cuts i think he makes cuts really well um and also he's just like i don't know i think i probably would have quit if it weren't for him Mm -hmm. like he really like kept me motivated and was like dude i believe in you and i'm like oh man like if one person believes in me, that's all I need, and he was the only one that believed in me. So yeah, that's man, that's that's beautiful, bro. Yeah, and, uh, that's big, man. Yeah, because you know, uh, I don't know if you know, Issa Rae has this like famous quote or this famous thing where she talks about how it's better to network across sometimes and not up and down. Um, that's true. And what I see here is you you do a good job of networking across, right? Finding people who are kind of where you're at and building with them, right? Yeah, no, no, I agree. But I think in this case, it was actually Alexi that did a great job, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, g- but g- yeah, give him the credit. Go ahead, Alexi. <laughs> no, no, seriously, yeah. I, I mean it. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, facts. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, this is, um, yeah. No, that's dope, man. And I love what you guys are building. Um, again, the future is so bright, man. I'm, 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 I'm inspired, man, by the work you guys do. And yeah. Man, so it's only up from here. I'm definitely, yeah, it's only on yeah. up and up from definitely here. impressed, bro. Well, like, thank you, thank you production of the whole show everything and then yeah. you know it's it's just it's dope you know, you know it's it's a, you know it's interesting like literally i think this was uh fall of 2020 so like about a year ago mm. alexi was telling me hey man you should get on the up and up podcast and i'm like oh man uh, maybe someday and then wow. the day has come so hey. wow that's crazy he yeah. spoke that it's crazy <laughs> don't you remember that? keep him yeah, close <laughs> he's like yeah, I remember what I said <laughs> I said it for a reason I right, knew it was going to happen <laughs> that's what's up man well hey man we're super proud of y'all man for sure Thank obviously no. um, but before we get y'all out of here you know we always ask this question to cap off oh, the show oh my bad my bad oh yeah go oh, ahead. Oh, oh, we, go. we got it before you ask that but um, 
can you drop your social media yeah. and like where they can find you guys yeah. and oh know, sure sure yeah like where can people find you and pick yeah. your brain about all the stuff you just told us i mean you can find me on any social media you can find alexa on any social media pretty much right Oh, just Instagram. Okay, uh, yeah. My name is Ash Farage. Uh, you could, if you just type in my name, A S H Farage, you'll find me. Mm-hmm. Um, our website is executalks.com, mm-hmm. uh, and I think yours is A Chernov at ninety at A Chernov ninety three okay. for Instagram. So Alexi Chernov. Okay. okay. And executalks.com, and then they can follow you guys um, at executalks on socials. As yeah, well. or you can I, I, you can follow me personally too. I mean, either way. Okay. Um, but cool. Uh, we'll sorry. make sure to we'll make sure to plug people too. Yeah, appreciate you know. that. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Well, now um, can I can I go ahead? Okay. Yeah, yeah. You got it now. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, thanks for yeah. thanks for th- keeping me up to speed, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes I'll be drifting off. I don't even know. Cool, man. I need to be produced sometimes. It's you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, but yeah, man. So before we get you out of here, we always ask this question. So if you can, actually both y'all can ask this question or answer this question. Um, what's one word to describe what keeps you on the up and up and why? Either one of y'all can go first. It's cool. Just make sure you talk okay, to well, me. Can, can, can I have like a few seconds to think about it? Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Let me just think about this. So Alexi's going to go first then? No, <laughs> all right. Fuck it. Do I go first? He's like, give me my... Persistence. Mm. Hey. And why? why? Why persistence? That's a tough question. Just never give up. Mm. That's it. You're not going to achieve your dreams if you give up. And mm. that's it. For sure. I love it, bro. My one word is Alexi. <laughs> 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 um, but, uh, that's a name, though. No, no. I, it has to be one word, though. Okay. Yeah. Come on, Ash, man. Oh, Play the game, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. I want to say passion, but I feel like that's just so like cliche. But I'll just say passion. Mm. Why passion? Just because I've heard from so many people that that's what they look for when when they decide to partner with someone or hire someone, or Mm. that's something that I just never see lacking in anybody who's really successful. Mm. Is is that? Is like a driving like a fire inside of them? Like you know what I mean? Like it's just they love what they do. That's Mm -hmm. the truth, bro. Um, And that's just yeah. I don't know. It's cliche, but it's so true. No, I think it's a good word that you picked because it was like the theme of everything you were saying. Right, right. Yeah, everything was passionate, bro. So and most things that are cliche are cliche for a reason Mm -hmm. because they're true. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, I just wish I would have given you more unique answer or something, but. <laughs> you gave you gave us it's enough. You gave us more than enough, actually, yeah. and then not just us, but the audience and the family yeah. members who are listening. I'm sure they're going to be tapping in with y'all, man. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So, but man, like like we said, man, we're super proud of y'all. Um, you got support with us here at the Up and Up, always, man. Always. Moving forward, mm-hmm. keep building, keep grinding, and keep everything on the Up and Up, man. And with that said, I think it's safe to say, man, Ash, Faraj, Alexi, and the whole Executalks team are officially members of the Up and Up. Can we get around? Yeah, applause, man. Let's, I'm excited. Yeah. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, man. Yo, what up? It's Rubino. And this is DJ Earn. We hope you enjoyed that episode and that now you have a better understanding of what it means to live life on the up and up. To continue supporting the podcast and the entire up and up movement, be sure to rate, review, like, and subscribe. As well as follow us at underscore the up and up on all social media platforms to stay connected with everything the up and up has coming your way. Thanks for listening. And until the next one, keep it on the up and up.